I am Barrington Brennan, counseling psychologist and marriage and family therapist, with your daily relationship nugget. Why would an individual develop a lifestyle of criminal activities? Why would someone make a deliberate choice to cause harm to another person or destroy the property of another? Sociologists, psychologists, anthropologists, and theologians have asked these questions repeatedly over many, many decades. Some answers exist about what makes the criminal mind work, but in spite of the information gleaned, criminal activities continue to rise, not only in the Bahamas, but around the world. 19th century writer Henry Thomas Buckle, who penned The History of Civilization in England, wrote these profound words. Society prepares the crime, the criminal commits it. End of quote. This is true, because it is my view that the environment in which one lives impacts one's lifestyle. Although not everyone is influenced the same way and will continue a crimin- and will become a criminal, yet far too many become victims of a sick society. On the other hand, God created human beings with the ability to choose. Hence, no one is forced to become a criminal. It is a choice one makes. So then, what influences some to become criminals? I will share with you a few views of online writers Talija and Darius, who are specialists here, which I believe correspond with my own observations and belief about why some people become criminals. Here is their first view. Little or no love. Musician Hal David and Burt Bacharach wrote this beautiful song in 1965. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. It speaks directly to the central problem in society. Living in a dysfunctional family or a disadvantaged environment does disadvantaged environment does not cause crime. According to one author, these functions can cause the lack of love, respect, and tolerance for others. And when there is a lack of love, respect, and tolerance combined with other factors, a lifestyle of criminal activities can be created. Here is another point, poor judgment. Writers Talija and Darius state, poor education and lack of great role models cause many to fail and to distinguish right from wrong. In most cases, offenders don't think they are doing something wrong. It seems right from their point of view. Poor judgment is also reflected in knowing it's wrong, but thinking they could get away with it and not get caught. End of quote. Another point is poverty. Poverty is often blamed for leading to crime. However, underneath is something more vital. Society bombards us with commercial values, making us want more and more material things, to the point that some would do anything, including criminal acts, to get them. Unemployment is another factor. In that category that contributes to crime through looking at ways to learn or earn money, 
by any means possible. For decades, many agencies and institutions, including the United Nations, have researched the impact of poverty on crime and have found the statement to be true. Another point is television violence. Yes, television violence. Christian writer Josh McDowell has documented, documented from as early as the 1980s to today the impact of the media on social behavior and published in his findings in his book, Why Wait? The Impact of Television on Lives of Individuals. Many individuals and institutions around the world, including the Surgeon General of the United States of America, at that time it was psychologist T.H. Van de Vaught and Dr. James Dobson, have published articles about the impact of television on the mind, especially on the mind of very young and the youth. Here is another point why we have crime. Poor parenting skills. I've been writing about this point for almost two decades. In my articles, Rules About Relationships Breed Chaos, Part 1 and 2, I share how misunderstanding of discipline contributes to so much pain and violence in so many families. Taliger and Darius states erratic or harsh discipline, lack of parental control, supervision and monitoring, parental conflict, family dysfunction and breakdown, criminal and antisocial or alcoholic parents, fatherless parents or families rather, are underestimated causes of crime. We don't realize how seriously they impact us. Another point is being a victim in a chain of events. Sometimes individuals don't mean to cause harm, but are drawn into by a chain of events that are beyond their control or influence. This is not being stated as an excuse, but a factor for individuals, especially those who have been raised in dysfunctional homes and have not developed a disciplined lifestyle. Another point is deprived neighborhoods. Talager and Darius writes, economically impoverished neighborhoods breed criminal minds. This seemed to be painfully true, although not in every case because other factors are usually involved that influence criminal behavior. You know, so that is true, deprived neighborhoods. Here's the last point that many of us don't think about. It's an ecological point. The writers state, it has long been known by police officers that cold winter nights keep criminals off the streets and the criminal levels down. Crime scientists speculate that one of the hidden consequences of global warming will be an increase in street crime during mild winters. Studies have suggested that warmer temperatures boost aggression hormones such as epinephrine and testosterone. Could this be true in the Bahamas and the Caribbean? Could it be true? The Christian reader may appreciate this reason. That is, a sin is a big problem. Often, there seems to be no reason some people act so violently. The only answer is that this is an evil world and that evildoers are being influenced to do wrong by the evil one. These risk factors that I mentioned earlier should cause us to pause and think and help us to find ways to prevent 
and reduce criminal activities. This has been your daily relationship nugget. I am Barrington Brennan, keeping a smile on your heart. <laughs>